Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. George Norrie with Stephen Bassett from the Paradigm Research Group. Stephen, you mentioned Lou Alexando and Christopher Mellon. Are they big players in this disclosure puzzle? Um, they, are, they are very important to the process, the disclosure process underway. Uh, the two of them, along with Gary Nolan, and seven others are the ones that came forward in 2017 as part of the Two Stars Academy of Arts and Science. But the other seven have kind of stayed in the background, though they have they have said some things from time to time. But it's these three, Lou, Gary, and, and uh, Christopher, who have been carrying the heavy water uh, and in the three areas that I talked about. And if you'll indulge me for a second, George, I want to reiterate what I said just before the break, because yeah. it's the most important thing I'm going to say tonight, and that is this. What is going on is not the United States government doing all it can now to finally try to understand this phenomenon. No, not at all. It's not about the phenomena. People have the need to know for seven decades. What is going on now is a process within certain constraints and protocols to get out from under the truth embargo by, in a public way, doing all the things that should have been done and will be done that will get the government and the nation to the post-disclosure world with a minimum amount of pain, suffering, and damage. That is what is going on. And that's why it's very confusing to a lot of people, particularly if you know something about the phenomena or even in the modern era or if you know about the history. And what? And to give you an example of, of this, this connection or this disconnect, or what I'm trying to point out is that back 
2008 uh, in a press conference after one of my ex-conferences. Uh, Edgar Mitchell, uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, uh, uh, spoke at the podium at the press conference in the National Press Club and said there's an extraterrestrial presence. In 2016, Robert Bigelow went on 60 Minutes and said there's an extraterrestrial presence here. Congressman Tim Burchett of Tennessee says there's an extraterrestrial presence here about every other week. And just a couple of days ago, at, a, at the SALT iConnections conference, a big deal in New York, Gary Nolan, Dr. Gary Nolan, said there's an extraterrestrial presence here. So expect more people like that, people of high accomplishment, mm-hmm. to come forward and say that. But you're going to hear something else. And Gary basically said this. There's an extraterrestrial presence here, and the government has known it all along, or known it since the 1940s. You're going to hear more people saying that, and that's important. And the reason that I'm saying it is important. Why? Because we want the truth embargo to end, and we recognize that it's not like you could just suddenly throw a press conference and say, guess what, it's all been true. Too many moving parts, too many entities and institutions and too much history. It's got to be done in an organized and and, and a a, a public way, which is exactly what is is happening. All right? That doesn't mean that the public has to be fooled by that. In other words, what I want, and I think you're going to see happening, is the public getting to a position where it understands that what is happening is not exactly what it seems, that it's somewhat of a, I don't know how to put it, it, it's its its like almost a ritual or a protocol. But in other words, the government knows, but they need to go through this so they can confirm it to us so we can really get on with the post-disclosure world. It's okay for people to have those two things in their head at the same time. That's the point I wanted to, to get across. Well, that's a big point. But will the government ever explain why they held back all these years? Oh, yeah. Uh, after the confirmation comes from the president, uh, the next, within, probably within 24 hours, the, the questions will begin. Uh, they will be intense, and they will be uh, coming from every direction, and they'll go on for months and years. But one of the very first questions is going to be asked by some top journalist of the Secretary of Defense, or the president, or whoever, is that when did the United States government know that this phenomenon was not here? And the answer will be 1947. Roswell. Possibly 45, 46. And people are going to go, really? Well, why didn't you tell us sooner? National security. We had very good reasons why this had to be contained and not out in the public domain. Uh, and we're not going to apologize for that. There's a lot of things we do for national security. And people go, okay. The millennials will go, okay, not a problem. So, but all of this is to try to mitigate how difficult it is going to be to answer that question, and there are a lot of other questions. I mean, believe me, I could go on and on. The tough questions they're going to have to face, and I appreciate that. But yeah, if you if you, if you want to serve government, you got to you got to handle the tough questions. If you can't, get another sure. job. Stephen, there is one ufologist who's a darn good one, who stands aside from most other ufologists, and that's David Jacobs who believes the UFO presence is not a good one. Where does, where does he stand compared to other people? 
Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I, I'm, I'm trying to see that the phrase ufologists eventually go away, just as UFO is going away. Mm-hmm. It's important. Uh, we need new language that makes it easier for people to address, speak to the issue without having to be touched by all the ridicule and uh, demeaning that that, that uh, covered it for decades because of the truth embargo. He is a contact researcher and a professor of history. He is in, I think, a minority in terms of the degree of negativity that he ascribes to the ET presence. But be sure that there are things that extraterrestrials are doing which are going to be reviewed post-disclosure and discussed post-disclosure. And some of that is is, uh, problematic. Does that mean that the overall outcome is going to be terrible? No, no. Um, and I'll be getting into this. Oh, I should mention what I'm about to just touch on a little bit here. I'm going to go way deeper in uh, in ten days at, at a conference in Indian Wells with Contact in the Desert. I'll be there. I'll see you there. I'll see you there. You'll be there. I'll be there, and I'm going to be taking probably I think I'm going to have about two to three hours of questions I'll be able to take uh, to try to get into this, uh, but. Um, the, the questions they're going to have to answer uh, include, was the United States government aware the contact was taking place in which ETs were dealing directly with humans without their consent? Yes. Wow. Uh, you knew? Yeah. Well, why didn't you do something about it? There's nothing we could do. Jeez. Right. Uh, another question. Um, do you have any technology that you have been working on and re-engineering that has been developed that's within the, the, the unacknowledged special access programs that could, if we're in the public domain, be very useful to us? Answer, yes. Now, you may say, well, why don't they just answer no? The reason is simple. This isn't 1969. This is, this is 2023. Right? There's somewhere between one and three million podcasts. And we know better. Uh, there are five, six million cell phones with cameras, global communications, social media. Everything the government does now can be broken down to the, to the letter, to the syllable. Uh, any attempt to lie now is just literally destroyed within, within hours. And, and, and the public's willingness to put up with any more lies is just not there. And so I think they know this. And so once... Confirmation takes place. There is no reason to lie anymore. They may say, that has to remain classified. I cannot discuss that. But concocting a lie simply because the question is tough would be a colossal blunder. And and what I'm seeing is they're not going to do that. But again, these tough questions are why they're having to go through this, right, to do this right and to make it transparent and involve the Congress and involve the DOD and set up these entities. So that when those tough questions come, they won't look quite as foolish and as vulnerable as is if they did not go through this process. Is it easy? No. Is it fun? No. Is it frustrating? Yes. But when you're dealing with what will be the most profound event in human history, with consequences for every single human being on the planet in every country, and it's possible that our president may be the one that ends this embargo and confirms it, Clearly, this is something that has to be treated with a great deal of care, sophistication, and forethought. And you're seeing that unfold. I'm happy with the process. I hope David Jacobs is not correct in his thinking 
that the hybrid concept, which is another tough question they're going to have to deal with, uh, do you know that hybrid entities are being created by the ETs? Government answer, yes. That this hybrid program is not about replacing humans. They'll have to. Other things happen that we'll, I, I know we're going to talk about tonight, and we're talking about a contact in the desert that, that essentially defends or at least puts that, that, that thinking, I think, off to the side. Uh, some of the most important stuff of all, and we'll obviously get into that. But, yeah, David, David's views have got to be considered, and that possibility can never be ruled out. But first, we've got to get to the post-disclosure world so we can have real conversations about the real information, and we can all make a judgment on it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you saying these hearings that are imminent... Is this coming from inside sources you know, or what? what why do you know this? You know it because I, I, I follow the news. As you know, I, I chronicle all the news on this subject, George. I know. I've got 13,000 articles uh, linked on my site right now. I've linked 5,000 since 2017. 
I'm following all these developments. Nope, not, no, most people don't have the time for that. So I have a pretty good sense of the big picture. Plus, we have several public sources that have confirmed that nearly a dozen or more witnesses have already been interviewed by Arrow. Bob Salas has made that clear, but he's not the only one. Now, the witnesses they're interviewing are just the right ones. They're interviewing the nuclear weapons tampering witnesses. They're interviewing pilots. They're interviewing military people that have specific information about very, very important uh, events. And there is no more important event, no more important thing regarding the extraterrestrial presence on this planet in the modern era than the shutting down of our nuclear missiles. And I'll be going into that deep if contact in the desert. That is the one thing that will and should be uh, uh, heavily attended to as we move forward, not only in the disclosure process, but in the post-disclosure world. Why did they turn off our nuclear weapons? And that gets into some very interesting areas. Yep. But for me, it's a very positive thing. What are they trying to prove by doing that, Stephen? The simple answer. Yeah. Here's the simple answer. The nuclear weapons tampering is the phrase I use. Uh, others use other things. But the turning off of nuclear weapons in the United States and the Soviet Union, uh, on many occasions, including at least two instances where they, they set the, the, the missiles into launch mode, all of them, which, which can't be done, right? It's almost impossible. It should be impossible. Well, it, it, without the keys being turned and all that, uh, it scared the hell out of, obviously, the, the, the flight crews, both in the Soviet Union and the United States. Uh, these all started happening after the Cuban Missile Crisis. A lot of people haven't thought about that or realized it. So we had the Cuban Missile Crisis. I sat there in front of the television for 13 days. What was it, 18 days? I forget. 13. And uh, it's scary as hell. And we came a lot closer to a nuclear event in that, uh, in, in that uh, crisis. We sure did. One could uh, take away from the news. We've learned since then how close we came. A couple of years later, suddenly these craft are turning up over a nuclear uh, uh, ICBM lights and turning the missiles off. Most of the witnesses, certainly Bob Salas and others, believe this is a simple message. What in the hell are you doing with these weapons? Are you crazy? And we can shut them off anytime we want. Well, you can shut them off anytime we want, sure, but they, 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 and they've done it a number of times, but then they stop. And we always turn them back on. So the message isn't we can shut them off anytime we want. The message is we're letting you know that in terms of us, anybody in your government or the Soviet government that is making the case we got to keep the nukes, we've got to keep at least 20,000. And, and, of course, in the 60s, we were on our way to 86,000 nukes by 1995, is that if you're keeping them because you, you, you think you might need them, to deal with us, you're wasting your money and your time. We just turn them off. So that's not an excuse. You've got to make a decision. Do you really want your civilization to live under mutual assured destruction on a daily basis forever? I mean, is, what, what is your game plan here? But I think there's even more to it than that. So this will be the key initial testimony that is going to take place in front of that first hearing, which I think will be the Senate Intel hearing, maybe, rather, uh, and it's going to be mind-blowing. And that's what's going to get people's attention. I think you're right, Steve. Turning off the nuclear weapons is a is hundred times more significant than somebody seeing a tic-tac. 
Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.